to Vibrant Visionaries with Heidi Bennett. I recorded this episode with Chris and Rudy right after coming back from Movies by Minutes Portland earlier this uh, year. I wanted to release this episode right away, but I actually had to turn right around and head on out to She Podcasts Live in Atlanta. Um, Not only did I miss Fantastic Fest, which sounded like it was awesome, and, and I did get in, I did get that press pass, but I chose to actually opt out of it this year because I had some dental work that I needed to get done, and the other event in Atlanta was coming up real quick, so I was just, um, I had to gauge my energy and all that. But I had a wonderful time in Portland at Movies by Minutes Portland. We did record an episode live there, and that turned out like absolute crap. (laughs) Totally unusable audio. It was a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast, but the audio from that was totally shitty. So the guys said they would be happy to record a conversation with me once we all got home. So that's this episode. Before we get into it, I wanted to make a couple of recommendations of things I've really been enjoying lately. I am a huge Orphan Black fan, and I was stoked to hear about this new app called Serial Box. You can hear audio dramas, but then you can also read them, so it's kind of a hybrid. It's at serialbox.com, and they have new stories that the voice talent is actually Tatiana Maslani from the show. If you're interested in that, the first episode is free, and I took a listen and really enjoyed it. And then um, there is uh, in-app charges for future serials, but there's a whole variety of different types of stories you can check out there. So you can check that out at SerialBox.com. And then I have been obsessed with the YouTube channel for Bon Appetit. It's Bon Appetit's Test Kitchen. They have a YouTube channel. You just look up Bon Appetit on YouTube and you can find it. And I heard about it through the Lady Pod Squad. And actually a few women in the Lady Pod Squad started a wonderful companion fan cast called Pod Appetit. This Bon Appetit YouTube channel, it shares all sorts of different recipe ideas and cooking techniques, but it's really the personalities of the hosts, the folks that are in there on a daily basis working out these recipes and perfecting them. They are all so funny and each one of them has a different personal style and you'll definitely have your favorites and I have a few of mine. Rick. Um, (laughs) and Brad and uh, (laughs) oh my gosh and Molly but everybody's great so anyways check out Bon Appetit's YouTube channel and check out Pod Appetit if you're enjoying it it's a great companion podcast so that's it for now enjoy the show ciao All right, everybody, I am fresh back from Portland, Oregon and MXM Portland. I had guests live on stage and those guests were Chris and Rudy from Open the Podcast Doors Hell. (laughs) Welcome, Chris and Rudy. Thank you. Thank you so much. So guys, yeah, so we recorded live on stage. Tell me, what did you think about MXM Portland? Um... It's the highlight of my year. I had a wonderful trip. Rudy and I uh, just had a lovely time there. It was a very well thought out, like very programmed event, which was nice. Um, There wasn't 
oddly enough, there wasn't a lot of downtime. It was uh, going from one thing to the next. Saw some old friends there, met some new friends there. It's great to, if you're in a hobby, especially a niche hobby, it's good to know that you are not alone in the universe. Yeah, if that, you do a hobby that you know mostly involves you hanging out in a spare bedroom with headphones on, it, it is really nice to have face-to-face conversations with the people you uh, you know interact with, you know, uh, via the internet or and just doing an audio medium. So that was really fun to just hang out and have drinks and conversations with mm-hmm. people we've talked to on the podcast. It's been fabulous. And they even organized some really clever games between podcast hosts and very entertaining. Oh, good. And then we went up and did our thing. And I don't know if anyone had any idea. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was great. I specifically had some microphone issues. And then we did a few things that were a bit visual. But I I had a blast on stage with you guys. Oh, thanks. Likewise. Thank you. We met last year, but it was pretty brief, as I recall. Mm -hmm. So to finally get to hang out a Mm -hmm. little bit. and You know, my favorite hangout in Portland is right across the street from the theater. Shout out to Dots. So that was convenient for me. Uh, And it's just any excuse I have to go out and see our friends is really, really wonderful. So it was a no-brainer for me when they said that it was going to be in Portland this year. So it was a fantastic trip. Awesome. After doing this podcast for a little over a year now, I really needed a break in that podcast schedule. Uh, I was really getting burned out. So I, I needed that time to refresh and then to be able to refresh and actually hang out with other podcasters. You know, you just feel like they know what it's like. So maybe we can transition a bit, you know, talking about that, how it's been with you guys, because you've now officially wrapped open the podcast doors, Hal. Yeah, we know the feeling of of the burnout. Um, we had to take several hiatuses. Hiatus I? <laughs> during uh, during hiatum uh, during this run, and uh, you know, it, there there's another podcaster out there, uh, John Ingle, who does the fantastic Alien Minute. You're right, it's not like the fantastic Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fox, Alien, Mr. Alien. Um, but I remember him. T- I was really stressing out about taking a break on 2001 and i i said man our fans are our fans as if we have hundreds of fans or thousands of fans but i said our fans boy they're gonna really uh let me have it when they you know when they're missing an episode come monday they're gonna really have time to catch up because they're like 50 episodes behind right and he he just said don't worry about it if they like your show they'll wait You know, and that's one of the things, you know, I think in any creative endeavor, you know, unless you're specifically working for a client with a deadline, you can put too much pressure on yourself to maybe, and it would be a purely arbitrary thing. Like you're trying to meet some standard of, I have to, you know, have a finished work every day, every week, whatever it is. And sometimes that will, will really Take the joy out of what you do. Wanting to be creative, you know, trying to force yourself to be creative just doesn't work. Having brain fog, you know, really feeling like I could only do a couple of things a day, kind of just do the minimum. And now that I'm on the other end of that and can feel my brain kind of coming back online, it's so it's so great. And it, it's truly just, you know, taking a dose of my own medicine that I'm always telling clients and talking on the podcast about self-care and that it 
feels counterintuitive sometimes because we tend to be hard on ourselves and drive ourselves to keep at something. Or like you said, there's this arbitrary goal that you put out for yourself. And I know some people even have a fear of like, well, if I don't keep this momentum going, it's going to, you know, it's going to fail or it's going to stop. And I think if it is a project that you're excited about in the long haul, yeah, definitely give yourself some downtime so that you continue to enjoy the project and your listeners will certainly enjoy it more if you're not feeling like it's a, a have to instead of a want to. I feel like there's a lot of support for some of those concerns, and it's not like we're talking about them as though they're completely unreasonable. I think we're it's we're just trying to say be aware of them so you don't end up shooting yourself in the foot. Because yeah, you want to you want to achieve your dream, you want to produce the thing you want to produce. Uh, you don't want to like destroy your family and your mental health in the process of you know, attaining a goal that's unreasonable. But keep being aware of it is good. Uh, I mean, in terms of like. You know, Chris and I have both done a lot of music projects. So the idea that if you have momentum, you want to capitalize on it rather than squander it is definitely the case. But it's not quite the same thing for podcasting. It's not like people go, you know, a year or two in between episodes the way somebody might when they're releasing or performing music or something like that. Have you both collaborated musically? Never. (laughs) Um, Uh, We've done like technical stuff. You know, Chris recorded... Coincidentally, the the two people I was visiting in Portland, we played in a band called the Dead Town Lovers, and Chris worked with us in that he recorded uh, our album, and he uh, played keyboard on one of the songs on there. He wrote and, and performed the keyboard part on one song, and I've done technical work for some of Chris's work, um, but we have not written music together, which we are currently doing now. And so, okay, so that's pretty exciting. So do you feel like um, there are things you learned through your podcast collaboration that stoked that idea of collaborating musically? A lot of it was thinking of, you know, it would sound really good with this scene in 2001 and Rudy would play a track or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, I could totally hear that or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, it was just the amount we've spent so much time together in this last year. So we've really gotten to know each other in the last year, even though we knew each other reasonably well before that. And so there was a lot of downtime where like I show up to his place, we're waiting for the guests to come online and he plays a track and I go uh, just, you know, of some other artists and I go, oh, that's really cool. Or also... Along with that, we also wrote the the opening and closing themes individually. Oh, yeah, the music you hear on the podcast, on the, the for break the podcast. music, opening yeah. and closing music, that's us. We wrote those songs individually, those pieces of music. Yeah, so it was kind of like, maybe we should work together after this is done. And I don't even remember a specific time where we committed to it. I just remember that that happened. Well, I remember how the point. conversation went because Chris was working on a second album and didn't know didn't know specifically what he wanted to do with it because it was very early stages. And I was like, well, you know, let's we should write something together because we had like mentioned it before and neither of us had time to make that happen. I really did not. So, you know, I think the next time I brought it up, Chris was like, yeah, I finished the whole record. I'm like, oh, OK, never mind. Um, and then in the process of going through the podcast and again, sort of discussing aesthetics and, you know, uh, you know, our process and what what we're currently getting really excited about musically 
it made perfect sense that we could just, you know, produce a record together. I mean, and again, it gives us something to continue to collaborate with in a completely different medium from what we've been doing, but still like, I guess it ties into our previous conversation in the sense that we're capitalizing on our own momentum. Uh, and the the real benefit is that it's not going to, you know, it's not going to take 15 hours a week for a year right. to make an album. <laughs> Um, and I, I think there's a lesson in there also for other creatives that if you're in a project with someone and you get along with that person, always keep your brain open to, hey, we might work together in some other medium, like something that doesn't even have anything to do with this one project, whether it's sculptures or paintings or whatever, or write, you know, creative writing. Maybe it's you end up both working on a web series because you like working together, or maybe you start a podcast about the art form that you're working on together. I think there's always those opportunities. And unfortunately we're, we're so trained to just think in terms of he's my bandmate, but I will never work with him or her on something else, you know, that isn't just music. So yeah, always keep your, your your ear and your brain open for those opportunities. It's easy to take that stuff for granted when you're in the midst of a project with somebody. But if you are able to not just collaborate, but enjoy the collaboration and end up with a product that you're proud of, that's a really valuable thing. And, you know, I've broken up lots of bands out of <laughs> petty frustrations only to like six months be, later, just be like, I'm never going to find people that work as well and, and produce, you know, some, a product of such high quality again. And if I do, it'll be completely different. So I really didn't, as much as I said, oh, I'll miss playing or making this music. The truth is it's really hard to appreciate that dynamic until it's gone. So I guess that's kind of cool for me that I don't even think of podcasting as like a specific genre of creative, you know, production. It's just, oh, is somebody interesting to talk to or listen to? That's what podcasting and is for me. I know? think what's brilliant about podcasting is that People haven't yet figured it out in entirely in terms of what's the ideal commercial podcast that, you know, creates the highest profit margin and you have this person doing this type of person doing it. There's so many people from all different fields that are in podcasting, and that's still an accepted thing. There's a way more cross-pollination than yes. you can find in other genres. Because when people say, what kind of podcast do you listen to? You know, when people have that conversation, it's really fascinating to hear what people say. And, you know, I, I like stuff with a comedy bent, but a lot of people... You know, we we both listen to film podcasts, whether they're comedic or not. And not everybody does that. Some people are really into like mystery or they're into like um, true crime. Yeah, whatever. true crime stuff or they're into like educational, just factual or historical stuff. And I love the idea that it's not that, you know, rigidly segmented right. at this point. It, it really is. Oh, podcasts. And it's this beautiful spectrum of, you know, oddball stuff. That is something that really surprised me. I was on my friend's podcast um, called Friends in Your Ears, and it's podcasters talking on a podcast about podcasts. And the other guest, we had one podcast in common that we all listened to, but all the other ones, and I think I managed to cram in about 10 recommendations, were all completely different. And yeah, I, industry podcasts or, you know, tech podcasts and fan casts about certain TV shows and movies and everything and things related to music. It just it is endless. What was the common one? The common one for two of us was Oh No, Ross and Carrie. 
heard yeah, of it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, that's a Max Fun podcast where they they both investigate like fringe religions and, oh, and right, you know, right, 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 that kind of a I've thing. I've heard the promos for it where they're like, "We joined a, a flat Earth society." Exactly. But they have, yeah, they have a great chemistry between the two of them, and they're both funny, and they both involve themselves in improv and stuff like that. So I think that's the thing that I've noticed the most of most of the podcasters I listen to seem to be from that improv background. Yeah. I the You mentioned the chemistry thing. I will say every compliment we've received, it's never, the first thing is never, Oh, you guys know so much about 2001: A Space Odyssey. I mean, sarcastically, they yeah, might. we get that one a lot. <laughs> or you, you guys have such great production value. It's never like that. What they always say first is, "You guys have such great rapport." You know, someone was asking me, a non-podcast listener was asking me, "Why do you listen to this stuff?" Like you, it, it's almost replaced music in terms of the hours you listen. And I said. A good podcast are, it's essentially friends that you want to hang out with. And you look forward to, you know, if it's comedy, bang, bang. I know every Monday morning I get to hang out with Scott Ackerman and maybe Paul F. Tompkins or somebody else. And, and you really develop those strong attachments to them. And I think that's really important to keep in mind when you start a podcast, there are some podcasts that operate on a different level where it's just like one person. And that tends to model more of like that NPR style, like that, this American lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But you know, that those aren't, those don't, I've tried a bunch of those to listen to and I, they don't do it for me as much as two people. I mean, my favorite, even though they're in character, one of my favorites was uh, Womp Up the Jams (laughs) with um, Lennon Parham and Jessica St. Clair. Jessica St. Clair in these characters. I think about that DiGiorno pizza all the time, like the two pizzas with the brick of cream cheese in the middle. That's an image that will never leave my head. And that was like five years ago. And they're, they're universe building the whole time. I mean, that's just brilliant. Well, James Another, Adomian or... Yeah. Um, well, James Bonding, the James Bonding podcast, half of the reason I listen to that is because Matt Gorley and um, the other Matt, Myra, have such great rapport right. that I don't even care if they're talking about my least favorite James Bond movie. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to being around them in the audio spectrum for an hour and a half. I feel yeah. like if they did an MRI... Yeah, while we were listening, it would be the same thing as being in a highly engaged in a conversation with friends. Uh, And I don't think it would look the same way if you were listening to, you know, a solo narrative podcast. But I I feel like you're correct. There's a role that it plays for us. And I think, again, that's something that we've heard from listeners a few times that they feel like they're part of the conversation. And when we get emails, they're passionate about a point that we were arguing or something that we got wrong or right. That like, nobody else agrees with me and you agree with me. And (laughs) they just, it's exciting. And as a listener of podcasts, I completely get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I've really enjoyed working on this one. And that's been an experience in itself. I think in 2020, I'll be doing something with somebody else. And part of the reason is because I miss that rapport building of working with a partner. You know, I do enjoy doing this and bringing in 
other people. But there is something about, you know, meeting up with somebody on a regular basis and catching up and shooting the shit that is something I miss about not having a a podcast partner. Absolutely. I, I wonder if there's a correlation between what the the attraction to this medium for people uh, and our increasingly isolated lifestyle, you know, in our culture. So I'm not going to spend five years doing a study, but my suspicion is that there's a correlation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Before we sort of start wrapping up, two things. One, what surprised you guys about doing the podcast? And then two, what is next for both of you? Um, it sounds like part of it, at least, is collaborating musically. I'm over the idea now. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> you yokoed this project already. <laughs> That's my special power. <laughs> Chris, do you want to go first or do you want to? Do you want uh, to go I'm going to think about it. Why don't you go first sure. on this? Surpri- the surprise. The yeah. Stuff. yeah. Again, I'm not. It's not like I would have bet against myself that we finished it. I'm just astonished that we produced and completed this absurd amount of work. So the fact that, you know, I look at where I was a year ago when we were starting the podcast and, you know, it's odd. My life was very different. I've changed jobs (laughs) twice. That's true. (laughs) Worst. But, uh, you know, I was really, really excited, had no idea it took a while to dawn on me that Chris meant that we were going to do five episodes a week. I'm like, why? Who's going to listen to five episodes a week? And then Chris is like, that is how it's done. Otherwise this will take us five years to do. And I didn't want to take five years on a creative project. You know, that's, ugh. so anyway, the other thing that was really, really surprising for me is how much I enjoyed having guests on. Because I loved the idea of having guests, but as a norm, did not love the idea. And it's always a hassle. Scheduling, technical stuff. Sometimes they don't want to talk much or they don't have much to say. Um, But we had so many awesome guests, Damian Marley. I mean, just people came out of nowhere. Peter Conheim. That episode is hilarious. It's intense. We we started with a really good guest, and that was, uh, I apologize, I believe it's um, Andy Nelson. That's it. Yep. Oh, yeah, from the Marvel Movies Minutes. Yeah. Mar- yeah. And he also does uh, the, the, real, the next reel. Next yeah. reel, yeah. I mean, set the bar so high. He comes in, very professional broadcaster's voice, and he has all of these ideas, and he knows the format, and he's a equal participant in the conversation. He's not waiting to be guided, nor is he steamrolling us. He, he is... I mean, and this is, uh, we took five episodes just to get our shit together. And then we, on episode six, we start bringing in guests. He's the first one. And it went so well. It it just felt effortless. That surprised me for sure. Because yeah. I remember being really nervous and, and, and really self-conscious going into that first one with a guest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all sorts of fantastic guests. But we also needed the time every once in a while to reset between the two of us. And I think if we had guests every time, I wouldn't have been as silly. Yeah, I, I notice really, I'm not as silly yeah. and, and I need the silly time because that creates the sprawling ideas, the tangents, the weird references that we, that we can then go back to. 
And our listeners ended up really enjoying when we went on some of those silly tangents because it reminded them of, of something from yeah. 20 years ago. It, it's whatever. an emotional need too. that freedom and fun thing that we, you know, you really are afforded very little, you know, at work, for example, when you're engaged in a creative endeavor, when you can go ahead and express yourself freely and have fun, that is outrageously valuable. Yeah, um, my, my Mr. Show references don't go as well uh, <laughs> at, at work as they right. do on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'll still make them. But, yeah, uh, I'll still make them. <laughs> I think you're right. And if we had a guest every single time and we're talking serious film on every single episode, then it would diminish the camaraderie and the playfulness, which is, I think, crucial. We're doing a movie that uh, we did a movie. I'll use the past tense that. um, What's the second stage of grief? (laughs) We're reaching acceptance is what I'm saying. Um, But we're doing a movie that's not known as like a fun crowd pleaser, which is very unusual for movies by minutes. There aren't too many serious movies. I mean, as much as I love Amazon Women on the Moon, I don't want to talk about it for a year. <laughs> so what's what's next for us? So I am I'm in pre-production on another podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and copy another great idea from Pete the Retailer of Star Wars Minute. I'm going to do a song by song podcast covering the works of steely dan and it is called junk sculptures the songs of steely dan love it and i'll be doing that with uh david forsyth who served as a temporary co-host on the 2001 podcast and also is uh threatening to eventually start releasing episodes of a movie by minute podcast based on the movie rock and roll high school (laughs) cool (laughs) yeah and then rudy and i are going to do some music maybe do uh another project that i'm not i shouldn't name right now but but i think you haven't heard the last from us yeah we've got uh, one or podcast we've narrowed it down to like two things that we're 99 percent sure are going to happen podcast wise and and that's soon that's not like next year or anything where can people follow or find y'all on the old internet Open the podcast doors on Instagram. Instagram is the most fun. Yeah. So I think that's what we've been sticking with. But if you are, you know, if you subscribe to us on whatever your podcast app is, you'll get a, a notification when we put out our, you know, an initial episode of our next podcast. Um, I also have a personal Instagram, which is at, I believe, CK Frain, F-R-A-I-N. And that's mostly pictures of dogs and ugly office buildings at this point. Two of my favorite things. My Instagram is Huron Valley Listening Club. I post music stuff on there too. So it's H-U-R-O-N and then underscores between the words. Well, thanks for joining me today, guys. It was really fun chatting with you. It's been a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi. All right. We'll see y'all next time on... I say see y'all. Well, you'll hear us all next time on Vibrant Visionaries. Thanks, everybody. Before I sign off today, I want to make a special announcement I have two new patrons and they are Carrie and Curtis. So thanks for joining the family, Carrie and Curtis. I've got a lot of new things happening over on Patreon. So go check it out. I've got some new tiers. And if you sign up on Patreon right now, I actually have a holiday shopping guide that I'm going to put out. So that's for patrons that are going to get early access to this gift guide that I've made. And it's a combination of some of my favorite 
indie artists and also some of my favorite kitchen products. Some of them are ones that I have fell in love with because I've seen them on the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. And then some of them are my favorite things that I always have in my kitchen. So go over there, check out Patreon, see what's new. We've got a Discord channel now available so that we can have more of our own little chat room that we can hang out in. And I'm really happy about that because as patrons have joined, I've really wanted to build more of a conversation between all of us. There are uh, tiers where you get some voting rights on future offerings and also sorts of goodies, early access, early releases of podcast episodes. You get the inside track on what it is I'm up to behind the scenes, musings and such. So check it out. Uh, There'll be a link in the show notes and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Visionaries. Visionaries.